And what I want to discuss with this from Palmer's Law of Life, and one of my favorite things that you will see in Palmer's Law of Life is this, if I can get to it here, is this drawing about innate intelligence and the educated brain and the innate brain. And I think this is something that isn't taught enough in chiropractic. Um, and this is kind of B.J. Palmer's interesting idea about what we should think about when we're talking about uh, this kind of stuff with patients. Because <clears throat> a lot of patients, they do not understand the concept of healing. Uh, yesterday I had a phone call <clears throat> from a mom <clears throat> and she said to me, um, <clears throat> my kid has ear infections and um, uh, he's 15 months old and he's already had like four or five rounds of antibiotics and someone told me I should go to a chiropractor so tell me about it. So I, I gave her a little blurb about what chiropractic is, how it works. And she said, listen, this is amazing. I still, the, I, the conversation always amazes me. She said, oh, this isn't like a one visit thing. And I'm like, no, I'm, this is not a one visit thing. I said, like, if you cut your finger, right? And, and this is what I said to her, if you cut your finger, what happens? And she's like, uh, She's like, I said, just what happens? She said, well, I bleed. And then what happens? Well, then it stops bleeding. I said, okay, and then how long does it take to actually heal? Well, like maybe four or five days. I said, yeah, so could you rush that? Could you, let's come on, hurry up. Like, I want it done now. Like today, you have to be totally healed for today. No, I can't. <clears throat> this is the same thing with chiropractic. She could not get that into her head. She said, well, but I thought it was a one-stop thing. I said, no, it is not a one-stop shop. You don't just come in, get adjusted, leave, and then you're done. I said, you know, another one of my favorite uh, analogies is like, uh, you know, it's not like a cavity in a tooth, right? A cavity, you come in, you get it filled, you're done, right? But it's more like braces on teeth, right? It's a process. You, your child has a pattern. The pattern is now expressing itself as ear infections or as autism or as a breech baby or as low back pain or whatever the pattern is. It's going to take time to undo that pattern. Right? We have to teach the, the, the body new tricks. We have to teach the body a new pattern. That's what this drawing is about. This is a drawing that says innate intelligence on top. That's the thing that's running us, right? Whatever you want to call it, it's the thing that's running us. But then there's these two different brains. The educated brain is us thinking. is all the thoughts. is you guys sitting in here absorbing this information, spitting out stuff on midterms, finals, OSCEs, boards, whatever, right? That's your educated brain. <clears throat> Our educated body is just following what the educated brain is telling it to do, right? If, if we say, okay, today's a quiz, right, after this, then you're going to go on Blackboard and you're going to take the quiz and you're, because your educated brain will tell your educated body, you know, fill in this dot, click this here, click this, right? But then this is innate brain and this innate body that's working all the time, whether you're sleeping, you're awake, it's like the educated brain is off at night. It's only the innate brain, the innate body is working. But the innate brain and innate body is always working, right? So the educated brain and educated body that's there on the right-hand side, it's only working when you're awake, right? So maybe, you know, 18 hours a day. But 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365, that innate brain is on the job, right? So when you are talking with your patients, right, you might be talking with your education, but what you're going to do is you're going to affect their innate. You're going to affect their, and the way I can prove this is because if I can adjust a baby, 
who has colic or a baby who's got ear infections or a baby who can't latch or nurse, which is three new patients we just had in the last couple of days. And all three of them will do great under care, but I cannot explain to the little baby what I'm doing. Then obviously the explanation of what I'm doing is not the thing that's making it work. Now it's helping the person, the mom or dad or, or caregiver understand why they're there, understand why it's gonna take time, understand what our process is. That's important. It's, an, it's important for you to, to make them aware of this whole concept. But honestly, I don't have to do any talking to the little baby for the baby just to do what it's supposed to do. But what's happening with the baby is the baby has some sort of interference. So what I want you to think of when we look at this particular, um, this particular diagram is like between the innate brain and innate body, that's where subluxation exists. Or one form of subluxation, there's probably others. But one form between the innate brain, so that something cannot get through. There's some sort of blockage that's not allowing things to work. And our job is to take, is to help remove that interference, right? And that interference is not a pinched nerve. Please stop calling it a pinched nerve. A pinched nerve is not something that we work on, right? Because very rarely will a nerve actually get pinched, right? That's actually a very old saying. I know some people still use, even some orthopedists still use the term pinched nerve. But that is a very old saying, right? This is a nerve with interference. We don't know what the interference is. If it's being pinched because of some degenerative issues, yes, that's a possibility. But that is not, that's 99% of the time what we're not dealing with, especially in pediatric practice. What we're dealing with is a, is a nerve that's being interfered with, that's not having the right communication for whatever reason, right? The nerve is being irritated, the nerve is being inflamed. It would be a far better thing to say an inflamed nerve, because that's really what's happening. And an inflamed nerve is not able to produce the right chemicals, the right, bio, uh, the right energy, the right <clears throat> communication with its neighbors above and below. But we don't have to explain that to our patient. We just say what we're doing is I'm removing interference. And that's how come it works. So if, if it, this, and I have friends of mine who are just dogs regularly or horses regularly. You're not going to a horse who's an adult size horse <clears throat> and say, okay, Mr. Ed, this is what we're going to do with you today. And this is why you're going to get better. They just get better. Because if you turn the innate on, if you, if you remove the interference and allow the body to work the way it's supposed to, that is the brilliance in what chiropractic does. And understand, there is really nobody out there, there's no other doctoral profession out there that I know of that is doing what we do, that has our capabilities. Now you can pigeonhole yourself into back pain if you want, and pigeonhole yourself and say, what I do is I push on bones to remove nerve pressure from a pinched nerve. You can pigeonhole yourself into that. But then so does everybody else. You got the PTs and the OTs and the <clears throat> osteopaths and the uh, doctors of physical medicine and all these other people, massage therapists, you have all these other people that you're, you're pitting yourself against, right? Someone called me up yesterday as a case in point and said, so I have a, a child who has pretty significant scoliosis and my pediatrician wants the child to go to a, a PT. But uh, uh, one of my friends said that PTs and chiropractors do the exact same thing. Now, first off, my heart was very sad hearing that. My heart is very sad because I do nothing that a PT does. I work on the brain and nerve system. They work on muscles and bones. Now, my entry into the child might be through their nerve system on their atlas or their sacrum or wherever it happens to be, but I don't work on bones and muscles. 
So that is someone, whoever told them that, probably got that from where? They didn't make it up in their own brains. They got it from another chiropractor, right? So chiropractors, we have pigeonholed ourselves into saying that I'm a bone doctor. Let me just crack that bones. Let me, let me crack your back, right? And we create this misperception. And now physical therapists are doctors of physical therapy and people can go direct access into them. And they're telling people out there, <clears throat> they're chiropractors and physical therapists saying, oh, you shouldn't go to a chiropractor and a physical therapist at the same time because you guys do the same thing. So I told the mom, I said, I don't know what some chiropractors do, because there are some chiropractors that are very structurally based. I said, I am not structurally based. I am neurologically based. What we do is a functional neurological based adjustment. I do a brain based, neurology based chiropractic. So it's very different than a more structural based chiropractic. So what I do has no interference with PT. You can do PT and OT and whatever you want before, after chiropractic, it doesn't matter because I'm not working on the same things. And the mom said, thank you for saying that. She said, I thought you were gonna say that because I know you're very different than most chiropractors that I've been to for, for herself. <clears throat> and I want you to get that. There's a lot of duplicity out there. There's a lot of people doing what you do. There's a lot of people treating, treating back pain. I don't treat anything, right? The only thing I think is a treat is when someone gives me like the other day, one of my interns gave me a nice raspberry tart that she made gluten-free, dairy-free. That's a treat, right? On Halloween, you get some treats. I don't do any treats in my office. There's no treats, right? In my office, what I do is I remove subluxations. I find nerve interference. I remove subluxations. I give neurologically-based exercises. That's what I do. And people need to understand that. And chiropractic has veered itself off so much so there's all these other people doing what it is that most chiropractors do. If you really want success, then you gotta do something very different than what everybody else is doing. Because what everybody else is doing, everybody else has. What do they care, right? It's like McDonald's, like when, who cares? It's all the same, whether you go, no matter what it is, it's the same, 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 same. Her, you know, there's nothing, but someone new comes out with some new kind of thing and everybody's all excited, right? And that's why McDonald's is constantly having to reinvent itself and reinvent itself because it's been around for 50 years now. So they constantly have to say, well, what new thing can we add and what thing can we change and how do we do this right? It's very hard to, to maintain the number one status like they have for fast food for over the years because they constantly have to change and change and change and change and change, right? But chiropractic, we, we have changed, but we've changed in the wrong direction. And, to, and we can prove that because we're still only seeing seven to 10% of the population, which is the same amount we saw when I was a student here in the 1980s. So if a profession hasn't grown in 30 years, it's because what the profession is saying is not a growth statement, right? We're not, we're not talking about growth. What we're just doing is we're doing what we've always done, which is to pigeonhole ourselves and to say, let me talk about how I crack backs and I adjust spines. Well, yeah, that's your way in, but that's not what we do. What we do is remove interference. We change that if there is a, a something in between the innate brain and the innate body, we have to take that interference away to allow the body to work the way it's supposed to. And here's the deal, that mama with the ear infections, she's like, well, I want something that's a one-stop thing. I don't have the time for this. And I said, well, my office is not the right place for you. Because we, we can choose what patients we want in my office. 
She's like, well, if I, if I come in, you just do something and I don't have to come back. I'm like, no, don't come in. First off, I don't adjust in the first visit. I find that that really dilutes the message of chiropractic. So I do not adjust in the first visit. And second off, one visit isn't going to do it. She's like, but the kid's only 15 months old. I said, I don't even care. Like we had another baby came in yesterday who was a month old. And the mom is like, so your care plan is a six month care plan, but the baby hasn't even been alive that long. I said, the baby's not been alive that long? Just like that. She's like, no, baby's only been born for like a month, five weeks. I said, what was the baby doing inside of you? Oh, I said, I said, these patterns that occur, they don't just occur at the moment they're born. They might occur while they're gestating in you, inside the, the uterus, inside the womb. So the baby yes, might be five weeks old, but the, really the baby is five weeks plus nine months old and the spine formed within the first six weeks or so. So anything that happened to the spine could have happened from six weeks gestation all the way till birth. And certainly birth is tough. And certainly being inside a mama isn't easy, right? Because you can get all kinds of crazy positions. So the pattern can actually be installed into a child before they're even born. So you gotta get people to understand that. They say, why, the kid's five weeks old. What do I need six months of care? Because we have to change the pattern because the pattern took a while to develop. And it started, it may have started before the child was born. And they need to understand that, right? So it's all about interrupting the pattern and allowing that innate brain and the, and the innate body to speak so that the educated brain, because remember, the baby's educated brain, educated body isn't doing a whole lot, right? The dog or cat or horse's educated brain, it's, you're not gonna have that kind of thing. It's, it's a very different thought process. What we want to do is make sure that the body is healing better than it was before. Not feeling, right? My job isn't to make someone feel good, it's to make someone heal good, right? Two different you know, kind of concepts. <clears throat>